0: in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Hi, de ho, everyone. My name's Mr. Fruit, and welcome back to GG Over Easy episode 42. We are joined here by our wonderful guest, Professor Broman. You may or may not know him. You better. And if you don't, you're going to want to listen to what he has to say. A lot of really cool stuff. You're going to be inspired. You're going to be motivated unless you're just, like, the cruelest person ever. But I don't, I don't know. Satan would himself be like, man, he's right. You know, I'm, I'm helping
2: out. <laughs> he's running through this
1: wall. <laughs> so you want to stay tuned. First, though, real quick, as always, we have a meme of the week.
2: Meme of the week. I mean, well, meme of the day, because
1: this is Meme of the day, out. true. Like, like, it's like, a special podcast a little early because we have a charity event going on here soon. We wanted to let you all know about, which you'll hear more about later. Um, but the meme of the day slash week, it is from Kung Fu Panda. For video listeners, I'm just going to throw it up for a second. You'll get to see it. Audio <laughs> listeners, this is my favorite part. Trying to explain it. <laughs> we
2: kind of like trying to
1: explain it. <laughs> it is the... Okay, so
2: imagine the two panels.
1: It's, the, it's just one <laughs> picture. It's the turtle from Kung Fu Panda, like the old sage turtle. Mm-hmm. And at the top, it says Bungie, gets rid of skill-based matchmaking. And then Rob, you're the old turtle. He's looking up, and he goes, my time has come. <laughs> Which I well, find ironic be because it's still not bringing Rob back.
2: It'd be true if skill-based matchmaking was Destiny 2's only problem. Let's yeah. just say
3: that.
1: I thought it was funny. Everyone's like, yeah, can't wait to have Rob back. Who? Uh-huh. Well... <laughs>
3: There's maybe a lot a, more than just
2: uh, Maybe like, one day.
1: Uh, yeah. day. You have to wait a little bit longer. Hey, the
2: expansion <laughs> split, though. I'll be there. Like, I'll be there. Like, you can catch me there.
1: But this is the GG Over Easy Podcast, episode 42 of our nearly dozen episodes of guest episodes. Kicking off, segment with Professor Broman, let's get into it.
4: <laughs>
1: Welcome back to the GG Over Easy Podcast. And like we just mentioned, because I'm time traveling and I know exactly what I just said in the intro, I should have probably, hopefully introduced the man, the myth, the legend, Professor Where's Broman. He up for me, Professor below you. He's, always gonna, he's always going to be below you. Oh, always hey. below. Okay. yeah. Hey, hi. How are you? How you doing? Hi, that's
5: Hello. You. That's you. I am here. He's right there.
1: <laughs> he is here in the cyber yeah. flesh. We appreciate that
5: in, in the cyber flesh. Yeah.
1: Especially when you have plenty of going on, and we'll get to some of that here soon. You're a busy well, man. Yeah. Understandable. Uh, just hearing some of the stuff uh, when we've gotten to talk. I don't know how you do it. Drive well, me mad. Very...
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, I mean, you know, I, I I guess I'm half insane. I don't know. I, <laughs> I always like having stuff to do, right? So I feel that. So and I will um, say I will say this. You are
2: definitely the best person to have like the quality around you. Easily by far the best so far we've had on the podcast. Oh yeah. Past crispy. Yes. Oh yeah. Looking nice. Warm <laughs> tones. Know. Big fan. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, <laughs> I didn't even see the infinity gauntlet. My my apologies.
5: Yeah, wow. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, we got that, and Yoda's hiding behind there. This is probably going to be going to someone in my chat really soon. I set up a one I set up a one million channel points goal and, and oh my for the God. infinity gauntlet, right? Yeah. I didn't have this when I started that. Everyone was like, what do you do? What is that for? And I was like, you'll find out. And then one of my longtime viewers uh said this to me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> he said this to me, uh his name's Thanos, uh and <laughs> And so now when the first person to redeem that on my channel, I'm going to like uh, sign that and I guess mail it to him. I guess That's sanitize, so cool. sign it, sanitize it, and then mail yeah. it to him.
1: Now, do you know approximately how much time someone would have to watch you to get a million channel points?
5: Um, since the channel points system launched, which I don't have the date off the top of my head, uh, the highest channel points anyone in my channel has is 729,000. Oh, Wow. Still so, a lot, but that's so, yeah, quite a bit. But that's, that's still the, a journey. That's since the beginning. Yeah, of, only three of quarters whatever. of the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's gonna be, be pretty high be happening soon. Yeah, and I, that's it, assuming be,
2: like they didn't spend any, right? Like yes, that's assuming yeah, they haven't no. spent like a single one at any point.
5: I have. Uh, the person who has the most. I have never registered them spending channel points ever, and they oh, are okay. literally there before the stream starts every day. <laughs>
1: they're like i'm ready shout
5: outs, i mean that's the, shout that's the occasion you, you want though <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> yeah. that's the realist no he's real is, people right there <laughs> squash is incredible and i will be occasionally i'll just be up here like editing things and i'll just see yeah i'll see squash type in chat hey bro man we'll see something <laughs> see something change on my on my overlays or whatever it's <laughs> incredible like yeah. squash is dedicated to getting this this mint.
4: Yeah,
3: see, but like true. you see people like that in your chat and you're like, oh, that's them. That's the that's my that's my rocking chat right there. That's the person that lets me know everything's gonna be okay this stream.
5: Dude, absolutely. That's that is I was gonna say that's yeah, it's like my comfy sweater. <laughs> he's you your know? he's Maybe your stand
1: now. He is the yeah. Stan. Well
2: has he we been watching that. for like a long like so how long have you been partnered on Twitch?
5: Oh, partnered? I got partnered in August of twenty thirteen. I believe
2: so that's that's like really soon like in the partnership like kind of era yeah
5: so I got well when I got partnered partnership didn't include a sub button it just included the ability to get ads yeah oh (laughs) I was one of the first uh I was one of the first partners one of the last partners to get partnered under that system and then one of the first partners uh that was forced at the time uh to use a prefix for my emotes because until then there were no emote prefixes on twitch um, oh, so your emote with your emote was like, you know, doo doo pants like you, you <laughs> like you, you, you got it. the doo doo pants emote on Twitch. That was it. No one else could say, you know, no one else could have doo doo pants. Um, so then they introduced the the prefix system so everybody could, you know, actually have yeah. whatever emote they wanted, um, I guess. But yeah, it's been a while.
1: I hadn't even been watching Twitch to even think that that wasn't a thing at one point
5: yeah it was Damn. i always thought it was weird because <laughs> it it seemed like um but i think it was because back then on twitch everything was done manually partnering a channel was like done manually adding literally like they're like done manually. flip the switch It's like yep <laughs> yeah like there's someone in engineering would like go to your page and like add assets or add your or change your ba- dashboard backend or whatever the fuck yeah it sounds it like, like an thing. absolute nightmare Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm really glad that they used the internet to make systems <laughs> for the for Imagine that's that was still there on the internet. Do You system. remember
2: what like requirements were to get partnered like then at all?
5: Uh oh, that was in the 500, 500 concurrent viewers for partnership, 1000 <laughs> concurrent viewers 1000 1000 concurrent viewers to get a sub button. Oh my wow. god. Wow. Um, I insane. mean like there's some there's some crazy stories uh, uh when I had uh, co-carnage on my on my a podcast with my brother like years ago or he mentioned that like he was averaging like fi- uh, 1100 viewers a stream and they had to like start a petition to get him his sub button no <laughs> he way. actually he actually developed a website where people could leave and subscribe there and the money would go directly to him and he used that data to be like look twitch look. this is the yeah. money that you're not getting like what is the problem yeah, um,
1: I mean, if I was him, I would have kept doing. That. That's a smart way to circumvent <laughs> he, that
5: pay cut. Uh, he actually still has. Uh, I think it's called a website sub. I think it's like two dollars a month, and this might be completely out of date. It's been a while since we talked, uh but you still like sub two months there, and there's like a whole uh like litany of things that you get for being a web sub yeah. um, on top of being a Twitch sub.
2: It's like Patreon before like Patreon was kind of like a thing. 100%, yeah, percent,
5: hundred percent, yes. Well, I respect I mean, that hustle.
3: That's that's big brain, like. Oh,
5: yes.
1: <laughs> that is a business-oriented mind at work. you love to see it. Truly. And speaking of business-oriented minds, oh. I would certainly say that's one of yours. And sure. oh, massive. <laughs> it, it makes sense. That beautiful face has to have such a magnificent mind. Very ridged. I've heard your brain is... Very rich.
5: <laughs> not, no, not no smooth brain. No but. smooth brain. Yeah, You've got ridges, a lot of ridges on your brain, dude. Like as far uh, as nice, nice the nice brain, dude. molecule thanks, can see. Thanks for. The I brain want someone topic. to animate
2: this, and it's just like us cutting into his head. It's like, <laughs> oh wow, like, yeah, yeah, no, so. absolutely.
4: <laughs>
1: so we have uh, quite a bit to talk about, but let's start uh, with every guest. We have to ask your lore story. So in this okay. case. You don't have to go like, well, I was born on uh, August. We don't need to hear it all the way from when you were born. But uh-huh. in the case where perhaps you were present in this online community. So however that started, I believe we've talked about this. Yeah. Um, so I kind of know the story. But most of the people here probably don't know. So why don't you enlighten them and fill them in on some of the stuff that you're comfortable with
5: sure yeah um so my uh i started streaming relatively like late in my life right um i know a lot of folks that are kind of full-time streamers right now they you know they got started when they are younger like early 20s maybe late teens right uh, i got started when i was like 26 uh which is which was late um
2: i'm not even uh, 26 like to think about that like yeah that's crazy
5: yeah so i i mean uh I had a whole bunch of jobs before that. I I went to college. I, have, I actually have two bachelor's degrees um, and I I went to a master's program as well. And I left that early. Um, and, and so like, I, I was kind of at a point where I was working minimum wage jobs in my life. And then uh, I was, uh, up late one night on the internet i was using stumble upon to like click through ah, <laughs> I, I love that, that yeah. site yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. og this, internet <laughs> this 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 detail is thanks to my brother who i forgot that this is how he found it uh so i i was just stumbling upon stuff um and it took me to a twitch page where the speedrunning community was raising money for the victims of hurricane sandy and i thought holy shit, this is, like, really cool. I didn't know there was, like, a whole, like, retro gaming, playing through the games as fast as you can, community, and and what? And they're, like, helping people? I said, I have to be part of this. Um, So that's what led me to start streaming. Uh, I, like, almost immediately got, uh, like, registered my account for the Speed Demos Archives forum, and I started. First game I worked on speedrunning was, uh, and I never streamed this, but it was Saints Row 3. Um oh. and then I started yeah yeah what's your very, pb what's your pb like 5 hours and 30 minutes is a very long ass <laughs> <laughs> I, I dropped it quick um there's no sequence punishing breaks. run punishing run no sequence breaks man <laughs> oh it was just a headache um so so yeah so that, that and then I started streaming because I got involved with the Borderlands 2 community on there and none of the folks that were working on runs was really streaming it so I decided to stream it so we'd have a place to like meet um yeah and yeah, so that that's how I got started. Fast forward, um I achieved my goal. I, I started streaming in 2013. Uh AGDQ or Awesome Games Done Quick 2014. Uh I was part of the four player Borderlands speedrun and the two players one keyboard and mouse uh Surgeon Simulator speedrun. Um and and that sort of put me on the map for a lot of people. Um mm-hmm. And so I had a pretty stable and strong community. I had about like 40,000 followers on Twitch. I had gotten my sub button. I sort of gotten to, you know, I, I was already full time. And then Destiny came out and Destiny came out, which is where a lot of people know me from. Um, and uh, it just blew up. It, it, uh, it, it, the game, you know, it was a brand new YP from a storied AAA developer that had made one of the most iconic games of all time. And it felt like this opportunity to sort of like start a new community. Um, and to, you know, if, if I could have a voice there, I would try to make it a better place. And I met some other people who felt the same way. Um, and you know them as my raid team that uh, got world first in Kingsfall. So, uh, do you flex? have it? Uh, I do. I have it. Yeah.
1: Now feel free to
3: E-flex. Okay. Oh yeah, it's. A, th- <laughs> oh, oh,
5: actually,
1: oh, it's from right. right uh, I do. Mo- oh,
3: I must have uh, been placed it somewhere. Sorry, guys, oh, I can't show it
2: <laughs> It doesn't matter what you think.
5: Oh yeah, so that's what I'd so, always say.
2: If I had that, like, I get to say that whenever now.
5: Yeah, um, I uh, it's I dude, I'm gonna ride ride that. Like, hey, one time your grandpa <laughs> was good at stuff. That was but, King's uh, fall, right? Uh, that's yes, one hell King's of a raid all. to get raids for or yeah that was a sick raid too. it was it was nuts man it was a very neck and neck race but you know my, myself king thallion char rebelize t-rex um and gunny we all uh you know we all kind of met and we started you know streaming together and doing all this other stuff um And, and yeah, I mean, that's my, that's my history of, of streaming through, through my desire to continue to make the world a better place or complete insanity because I felt like I wasn't busy enough already. (laughs) Uh, You know, throughout this, we also started a gaming convention, which is called originally called destiny community convention. And then it was called guardian con so that we can embrace, could embrace every game under the sun. And we thought that name was generic enough. The Destiny community decided it was not. And uh so because, because for three years we screamed in everyone's face,
4: It's more than destiny, uh,
5: and no one listened. Uh we changed it to GCX because that's it's about the gaming community. So it's the gaming community mm-hmm. expo now. Um uh and so in doing that, we've raised eleven point four million dollars for Saint Jude um in the that's five insane. years. Awesome. Yeah, it is Absolutely Pretty absurd. Nuts. Yeah. Um that's been really fun. We've we've had, you know, ten thousand attendees come to our event last year. It's obviously not happening this year because of, you know, uh the circumstances. Pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um so we have that. And then I guess two years after we started that, we started our coffee company. Um, and that's going really well. We're moving into a warehouse that that's will are awesome. able to produce everything out of for like the next five years so we just I saw like, it a, like wow, the, yeah.
2: the islanders are like you we're, you have something yes. with the islanders
5: <laughs> that is so cool yeah we're the official coffee partners of the new york islanders yeah that is, that so, is awesome that's, uh, yeah yeah and that's they, a dream. that happened that happened because uh pete and wayne and kevin are huge Islanders fans and they mm-hmm. did pretty much everything they could to get coffee into the players hands yeah, yeah. um and and that we make a coffee so everybody was like <laughs> yay you know yeah. Just kinda worked out like that. That's sick.
1: I wish I could try it, but I just I don't like coffee. So I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. Like Uh, honestly, uh, something about it, it just seems so warm and nice and it sounds good and then it enters my lips.
2: We're clearly in the and minority. Like, I regret it. <laughs> like, because, like, I love coffee. What? My girlfriend loves it. Like, loves it. And, like, love the King's Coast that you guys sent. Like, I, love you
3: how, it, I love how Broman's like, yeah, so I make, I made it. So we were working with I mean, this coffee company. And then she's like, I hate coffee. Coffee's uh, the worst. I know, you I talk just, about coffee. But that's the it. thing.
1: I wouldn't have even <laughs> thought about doing something like that. Because yeah. for me, you know, I don't like coffee. But then seeing you guys, I remember when you first launched it. And then seeing how successful you guys have come. And then like that, for for me too, it was really inspiring because with content creators, so many people have problems and issues trying to uh, diverge from just content creation and trying to get their brand into something else. Like most of the times it's merch um, or something pretty simple like that. They have a hard time breaking out somewhere else, but then you guys... You know, I can't really think of anybody else who's just like, "Hey, we make, uh, or like, yeah. we stream video games, and also we're going to make a coffee company, and also it's really good and everyone likes it." So, so that's pretty awesome, and um, kudos on you. You've got that. Like between that, starting the expo, and then still finding time to stream. I mean,
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I that's in there it. too. Um, I mean, it is like, uh, it's to me. I don't know. I, I realize I do. I do a lot, and it isn't until I have like sit down and have to explain everything I do right. that I'm like, oh yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a lot of stuff. Because uh, like, when we think about it, it's like, <sighs> oh,
2: I just like I stream video games online, and then like when people ask what you do and you break it down, I'm like Jesus, like it's a lot. That oh yeah, oh yeah.
5: Oh, so you just get
1: paid to play video games? That sounds so easy.
2: Boy, uh, oh, I tell you what. Now, Abra, um, I, I have a question for you. Sure. When you switched from Borderlands to Destiny, Ooh. did you have to like tell your community like, hey, guys, like there's this new game coming? And because most Twitch chats are not about that. So like ah. was that
5: it was a risky move. Um, mm-hmm. Something that a lot of people don't know because they do know me from Destiny is that transferring to streaming Destiny. What ended up being full time was like a massive risk. I actually mm-hmm. lost half my sub base and half my viewership for like the first three weeks that the game was out. Mm-hmm. Um but I was super addicted to it, so I didn't care. I was like, whenever the addiction yeah. stops, <laughs> whenever the addiction stops, I'll go back to speedrunning. It's not a fucking yeah. problem. I don't have a problem. <laughs> um you know, but I, but also like I sensed that opportunity and I was like, this this is a unique time. Um and if something can happen at the beginning of this game, it will probably turn into something bigger for me later down the line. So I I was really committed to that. And my my speedrunning only viewers fucking hated me for it. Sorry if I can't swear. I apologize. No, no, no. Um, no okay, yeah. My they, virgin years. They hated me for it. Um, I lost mods over that. Um, I had I, I had people come in from uh, like old old regular viewers mm-hmm. come in on like multiple alt accounts and like troll the living fuck out of me. That's uh, crazy. it. Was really rough. And you have to remember, mm-hmm. like this was much earlier in the time of twitch yeah culturally so like people weren't used to variety streamers everyone was sort of just tuning in to twitch to watch one streamer play one game every it was like mm-hmm. league of legends why it was literally when i was streaming it was like why the fuck aren't you streaming league of legends and that's <laughs> yeah that's what this website that is, for, is twitch yeah league uh, CS:GO. like yeah. that was pretty much like it. yeah it was esports so um so yeah i i did have to do that i had to i had to transition to you know this new style of content and i actually you know and then later on down the road uh when i when destiny you know i uh, had a bit of a rough <laughs> uh, it was really bad um you know when destiny got uh, awful. i um i don't remember that so. that's <laughs> yeah. So but but later when that happened and I needed to in order for like my survival, like my mental sanity, mm-hmm. um, I needed to start introducing more games and introducing variety was again like this huge battle with these entrenched viewers that. That were like, you only stream this game. And if you stream anything else, it means you hate the game that I love, which means you hate me and I hate you. You <laughs> owe <laughs> me Borderlands. You like owe that. it to yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, it was Borderlands. You owe me Borderlands. And then it's you owe me Destiny. And um, I just like, it, it, it used to bother me, but now, as a benefit of being so busy, I literally don't have time to think about it. So, like, <laughs> when somebody is really shitty, I'm like, ah, if I could care maybe i would care (laughs) but i sure don't yeah maybe like Um, eight
2: years ago i would say something but like yeah
5: well it's like i i I feel at least for me i feel like i have done a lot with what i have been given Mm -hmm. um not as much as i want to um but like with what i have you know my my parents raised me to believe that every benefit that you have in life is something you should share with someone else. So like, if you have advantages in your life, you should do everything in your power to give those advantages to anyone who doesn't have them. Um, and so I thought, okay, I have a voice. I have a platform. What do I want to do with this? And one of the outflows of that sort of internal conversation was GCX and the charity marathon. Um, Uh, Another one was, you know, following my passion for coffee, like you pointed out. Um, That's why it came into my head. And then we started talking about how we could structure the company. And Pete and Wayne have done such a good job sourcing from, you know, incredible small farms. You know, some of the farms that we buy from are like 98% owned and operated by women. So we, we, um, I believe that's the Columbia and Aztec. I might be wrong. Um, Columbia. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So. So, like, we we, we noticed that there's this other avenue where we can, you know, do, you know, good internationally, right? By, mm-hmm. by supporting these people who are literally making it possible for, like, all of us to function in the morning. Like, <laughs> these women growing your coffee that you are drinking right now, like, deserve a, a fair wage. They deserve to be able to, you know, the, the, educate their kids, feed their family, have health care, all that stuff. And so we, we work with farms and locations that... that You know have a proven track record of like that's the way they Mm -hmm. they use their funds right it's it's owned by the farmers not owned by like another company Mm -hmm. that's what we try to do um so you know everything everything that we do is it's sort of in my mind i i always want to make sure that no matter what business we're building or what we're doing we're making the world a better place alongside of it because if you don't have that guiding principle, you just end up making some sort of monstrosity of a company or movement because it, it, all it is about is about like you and making you more important or your group more important or like whatever. But if you're not, so if you're not trying to improve the lives of everyone around you, um, and if you're not trying to take whatever advantages you have in your life and give them to people who don't have them, um, it's hard to make the world a better place. So, you know, I would,
2: <laughs> God damn. Yeah. I'm motivated if, as hell after that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, if only,
5: this wall. if like, only everyone
1: like shared your, uh, your same beliefs.
5: I had, I have very wise parents. Um,
1: sounds I cannot, like it.
5: I, I cannot claim, uh, any of this wisdom to be solely my own. I just, you know, accepted it as true because it is true and it, mm-hmm. it does make Absolutely. the world a better place. Yeah. So, um, there's my, my inspiration.
2: Um, another, uh, so did you was AGDQ like kind of the only kind of charity event kind of work stuff you did oh, with yeah. Borderlands?
5: Yeah. Um, well, shit. Well, we've done, uh, we've done other stuff. So like GCX, mm-hmm. we've had. We went back to this old community idea that would happen like annually from the Borderlands forums. Um, Corey Kingathalian was like a moderator on the Borderlands forums before he started streaming. So, like, there was this really strong connection there, and they did this uh, they do this event every year called The Hunt, which was, like, this really fun scavenger hunt. You start a new character. You try to get every legendary in the game, and it sucks because, <laughs> you know, you're not in control of anything, you know, like, the, the people that you're racing a, against. Punishing your own. Yeah, the people that you're like racing against, they're like they're like kill some boss. He's like one in ten thousand drop chance. Look at the first fucking try. You're there three days, <laughs> like you know. So, you're but we days. we you know we took we took the hunt and we we added some charity components into that. But um, yeah, AGDQ was sort of the only only place where I did Borderlands and speedrunning for like charity because. Um, and I, I want to say this, I, I say this a lot, but I, I want to say thank you to Mike Uyama, who runs AGDQ, uh, and ROM Scout, uh, both of them, like I, I was fucking nobody, right? Like I was the Borderlands speedrunner who was one of four people, uh, and, and like I was doing like this really short surgeon simulator speed run, and then there's these fucking, you know, deities of speedrunning running, like trihexes there. <laughs> and you know like all like yeah like watching him i okay just an aside watching trihex like warm up oh, and then speed run just... and like the the <laughs> just the care that he takes of his like not just like his body but like the way he approaches speed running mm-hmm. is it's like watching a prize fighter approach a match it's fucking incredible so like so people like you know trihex are there where yeah. it is, it is like Cosmo
2: is this... probably there doing ocarina, like yes, that, that's yeah. a legendary you know, event. Like that's legendary.
5: This there's you know so there's these people who who have these superhuman levels of skill, and I'm just there because like we have a hilarious fuck around run. Um. So, but Mike and Rom Scout, like when I would ask them questions, or or Uranium Anchor, or or any of the people who work behind the scenes, um, how does this work? why do you do it like this? Like, uh, how does, how, like, where's the money going? Like, how does the money get funneled here? Like, what are these servers for? I was just so fucking curious about the nuts and bolts. And every single one of those people answered my questions. And because they answered my questions, they took time to educate me because I was just curious when we went to do our first charity marathon on Twitch, I had this framework. I already understood how everything kind of functioned in a, in a physical space. And so the only thing we had to do was adapt it to online. Um, and it went really well. We raised half a million dollars the first year, but none of that would have happened without all of those people being so kind to me. Um, so you never know, like, uh, maybe that annoying ass kid that won't stop (laughs) bothering you. Like, you know, maybe, maybe they'll actually do something with the information that you tell them. Yeah.
1: I'm sure it's that peek behind the curtain. Like you kind of said that helped lead you to where you were and also gave you a little like heads up and like uh, a little more knowledge on something especially like running that event i can't even imagine all the stuff behind the behind the scenes
5: yeah they i mean and they mike and everyone at the the gdq events you know they learned some hard lessons like the first few years when it comes to like how do you work with the charity directly and like how do you manage the money between you and the charity so that like it all works out things are much simpler now but like there were some really like weird institutional problems that they sort of had to work through to even get the money to the place where it needed to go. Um, so, so I'm very thankful at how much, how much easier things are now. You know what I mean? Now that we have cool websites like Tiltify and shit like that. Mm-hmm.
1: So quickly we'll touch on some stuff, but you did vaguely mention that you got two bachelor's degrees. I'm interested sure. why. So I'm assuming you got one and then decided
5: Hey, two okay. more than me. I yeah. took, uh, I took, I actually did a dual course of study, um, so I I got two bachelor's degrees at the same time. Okay, <laughs> and what were and what were those in? Um, Bible and intercultural and urban ministry. Oh wow, that's <laughs> not what I would have said. <laughs>
3: I, I wasn't expecting
5: that answer at all,
3: uh, remotely. No,
5: no, one, no one ever does. Oh, well, I went into um,
3: business and business marketing, and then you know threw uh, a little
5: bit of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so so that and then yeah the the master's program i dropped out of i was i was in seminary um so okay um to to just sort of you know zoom past all that because everyone always wants to know well what changed <laughs> well first of all i'm pretty sure everyone in the situation is happy that things changed right like you probably yeah. enjoyed we're my here. content i'm here yeah uh we're doing lots all of good, good in the world done. so yeah so like this unequivocally whatever caused that was is okay um, you know, like sometimes in your life, you experience really fundamental change in the way that you view the world. And I think that it is important to be brutally honest with yourself when that happens, even even if it sort makes of you uncomfortable, makes like, you uncomfortable. And, yeah. and um, you know, I'm not saying that the, the path I went through is the same thing for everyone. I have a deep, obviously, because I spent eight years studying it. I have a deep <laughs> respect um, for, 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 you know, Christianity and all that stuff. Um, or what any anyone wants to believe. Uh, But, you know, obviously that changed in my life uh, along my journey. But, you know, I'm not I'm not uh, ungrateful for that past experience. I feel like it taught me to think very deeply about problems. Um, You know, it exposed me to a lot of things about the world that I didn't really realize um you know the the inequalities that existed um the school that I went to uh, for my bachelor's program they were they were very very um focused on um meeting people where they were at instead of going there and saying like I am right listen to me it was like you know I took a, I'll never forget this uh I took an agriculture class where we learned how to, we we planted and grew like an entire field of crops. And, you know, I asked my professor, I was like, why are we doing this? He said, well, you know, if you, you know, if, if you're going to somewhere where food is scarcity, no one's going to give a shit about anything you have to say until they have food. So if you show <laughs> yeah. up and you can mm-hmm. run a farm for them um, and you can grow them food and you can, you can help build this, this, you know, r- rapport and actually make people's lives better then they might give a shit what you have to say. Um, and like that concept has s- set very heavily on me. I-, I believe that you have to, at least for me, I have to prove my value to somebody before I ask for anything, even for them to listen to me um, in a, in a, in a, in a context where I'm trying to have like a philosophical debate. Um, yeah. So, but I mean like that's the way that we approach the charity marathon you know I want I want everyone to see the proof in the action not in the not just in the speech words are always empty like you always have to show people what you mean um so those that's kind of my uh that's why I have two bachelor's degrees (laughs) (laughs) um but uh, you know it was uh it was tough it was really hard I imagine (laughs) I uh, you know, the college I went to had like a was this an eight point scale. So like anything under a 70 was an F or something oh like that. Uh,
1: yeah, those are the dumbest.
5: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which is like That's pretty crazy. normal. That's pretty normal for like master's level stuff, like master yeah. and doctoral stuff. You're supposed to be there because mm-hmm. you understand and know all the information. You're a you, master. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're not uh, good, if you're not getting at least 70s, like you don't belong here, um, you know, but undergraduates and little different but they didn't care they wanted you to know the information so yeah i mean i did a lot while i was attending that school i wrote like a f- fucking 600 not 600 200 page paper once. yeah well,
1: yeah let's say six um <laughs> i won't tell anyone
5: let's say six no it was, it was two i'm not gonna lie it was a 200 <laughs> 200 page paper parsing every single greek word in acts 2 and acts i think 18 what's your favorite greek word oh man Fuck. <laughs> They're so I, never, I actually never had one i ever like, like oh, what's this one and I was like, everyone's like yeah. i like i like the loved ones
4: <laughs> yeah
5: um uh, so, i don't have one i really don't <laughs> I, have one um yeah well i'd say yes. <laughs> uh,
1: if i've learned anything though from what you've been talking about i would say that you know, despite those eight years, whatever, and you saying that you took a different path, I would say in some regards you didn't. Uh, Maybe it wasn't, you know, directly in, you know, perhaps a religious manner, but at the the heart of any religion really is helping people and being nice to others and all those foundations. And that's what you're doing, just not in that specific. And I would argue too that the way you're doing it might even be better because you're being being able to help people Without trying to, like you said, build a rapport, have them listen to you. Because a lot yeah. of people are standoffish. So instead, you're just like, let me help you. Let me you. help you. Yeah. exactly. And so, if anyone doubts so I... <laughs> why you changed your path, I would argue you didn't, really. I think you're yeah, doing I mean, great I, stuff. You're
5: the path you're supposed to be on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm still the same person. That's, that, I mean, that was a long journey for me to understand that, myself personally. Um, but yeah, I mean, I uh, religion, and I, I definitely you know, I, uh, I definitely adhere to the the concept that, that, you know, it is inspiration for aspiration. These are stories that we hear. They are culturally relevant. They are, they are taught to us from the youngest ages. They're, they're about people and things that matter and do things that change the world. And these stories inspire us to be better versions of ourselves. Um, and I, you know, I, I know for a fact I would not be the same person without that past, without, you know, having been inspired so greatly. Um, so it's really cool that you point that out. Thank you. Well, I just Usually in case I you to Usually I have to make to that it. point, but you made a point <laughs> that was, yeah, yeah, well, it was fucking great. <laughs>
1: maybe you needed to hear it. But
5: perhaps... I definitely did.
1: These audio listeners need to hear this ad real quick.
2: Dude, that was a great segue.
0: Oh! That's our, probably our best segue ever.
1: Hey. Oh my God. Hey. <laughs> Off the cuff.
0: in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Ever tried to break a bad habit and
6: felt like you're climbing Everest and flip flops? Yeah, we've all been there too. But here's a f- breath of fresh air, fume. It's not about giving up, it's about switching it up. Fume takes your bad habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that just does that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. I love how this thing looks. It's beautiful and real wood. The shape of it is so cool. And I look cool using it. So if you want to be like me and break your bad habit, start the year off right with the good habit by trying fume.com slash gg and getting the journey Pack today. Fume is giving listeners of the show 10% off whenever they use the code gg to help make starting the good habit that much easier. So make sure you guys check it out in the description. Try fume.com slash gg.
3: Oh, oh, uh, hey, welcome back to the podcast. guys. Hey, hi. Uh,
1: hey hi, how are you? <laughs> Um, so let's, well, first off, so we've been talking about all this cool stuff and it's relevant because right now the guardian or sorry, the GCX, um, charity th- stream, yes. charity thon, whatever you'd like to call it. Charity marathon. Yeah. Is going on for like a better term yeah. right now. As we speak. And this is you the You can tune in at this second
3: and see it.
5: This yeah. Year? This is our first- Fifth year, uh, this is our fifth event fundraising. I don't know if it's exactly our fifth year, it might be like four well, and a the half.
2: The fifth was you were like at Goth's house, right? And you were just kind was of, the, bars. Yeah, yeah. There was a...
5: the yeah, there, there was, um, but this is definitely our fifth fundraising stream. Uh, okay. before, yeah, we did one year before that, um, but that was sort of, well, I don't think it, yeah, it wasn't for charity, that was just sort of like <laughs> that, that was the thing that was just like a thing that happened. Uh-huh. Yeah, again, it was something that sort of informed. Our choice is going forward like, well, so that got out of control. Uh, you know, like, so like how, how many we... people showed up at that bar? Like when a thousand. Did...
2: That's insane.
5: We rented out enough room for 250 people.
2: Do you want to give a sort firefighters of firefighters who probably haven't sh- the... sure, Yeah, house. Yeah.
5: So GCX started in a bar uh we we were going to do a meet up in Florida uh but we wanted as many people to come as possible so we announced it like our usual stuff we would say on Wednesday like come meet us on Friday for whatever so this time we gave everyone a month lead time Ooh. um right <laughs> well yeah because because we wanted people to plan and we thought, yeah. like maybe, we thought I mean, maybe and people, like plan- people
3: people planned like,
5: like <laughs> we're in, like, we're in we're in Florida right like we thought like maybe some people from Georgia would come down <laughs> Like, people from the panhandle. Like, what the fuck ever, right? Um, and then, uh, <laughs> we, f- like, ooh, sorry. Then, nice one. Uh, I, th- I think we noticed, or Goth noticed that um, Leah, uh, Leah, who, Leah Viathan, who used to be Leah Loves Chief on Twitch, mm-hmm. or sh- and now she's Leah Viathan, or whatever, I don't know. I, I think just Leah now, with- right? Just Leah? Just Leah? Yeah, yeah I that's, what that's what the voice in the yeah, I was saying. I think it is. like, I think it's just Leah, <laughs> so you should shut up. Yeah, you have, so- like,
2: an inner battle.
5: Yeah, yeah. So, so Leah uh, was like coming from the UK, and she was going to be like, she was like, I could reroute my plans, and I could be there for like a little bit. Um, and then we had this team KK, and then all of a sudden, it went from being like three or four content creators to forty content creators um, coming from all over the place, calling um, their fjords you know, internationally, all over the U.S., and we ended up having like a thousand people show up at the bar, and it was. Fucking crazy. What um, kind
2: of time around this is like this isn't Destiny One? Is this like oh, what expansion? Man. Like,
5: this is, I mean, this fuck. are we like um, House of Wolves? Yeah, or I like, mean, right around then, right around like then, it's very early. Yeah, um, very or maybe six months after Destiny came out, seven months, something like that. Very close. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, prime, like the prime,
5: yeah. And then, and then, like, the next uh, two weeks later, we were all set at the bar. And Corey says, What if we do that again, but like an actual convention? What if we made like Destiny Con? <laughs> um and so just and like so writes for, it on a napkin. For those yes. of <laughs> you, I mean it felt it felt a lot like that. Uh, and for those of you that have really great memories, you'll know that Destiny Community Con was originally billed as Destiny Con, but then I'm sure yeah, Bungie. we count. were told we were kindly guided in another <laughs> direction by Deej. Um, just a little <laughs> Deej Deej has uh, and like just a side note, Deej has gone to bat for us to to you know advocate for for us and what we have been trying to do with with you know the community and what we were trying yeah, to Bungie's do Bungie's in involvement beginning. is um, so cool. yeah and uh, and and so it's come full circle from the like, hey guys, well oh, to you know them coming, uh, you know, sending representatives to them actually being part of the show two years running, handing out all of the world first raid belts there with the big show you know the evolution of of that is is pretty crazy um so we were sitting at the bar what if we did destiny con and we decided to do it and we decided to sell shirts as tickets big fucking mistake
3: yeah my shirt a ticket
5: it's my shirt sure a ticket that's like such a big um, meme now yeah yeah it's poor kevin um <laughs> so and then we had to turn away two thousand people that first year we had space for i'll never forget there was so i remember that
2: that. like coming out and like see i was like i i was shocked (sighs) i was i got that's when like for me i got so nervous like
5: that yeah (laughs) we felt we felt like shit like we were like god we have to make it bigger next year <laughs> um but again like we aren't we did all of this off of off of the ticket sales right like so mm-hmm. so we we were running on like a razor thin budget the entire time pretty much all of the money the first 2 years from the shirt sales and the ticket sales went right back into the event like nobody was taking like a modicum of compensation mm-hmm. um because we just wanted to get it off the ground and we weren't going to like I mean, you have to go to a bank and be like, Hey, so let me tell you about everything you don't understand and why you should give us a loan. Um, Like we, like we were never going to be able to have that option. So we, um, you know, we ran everything off of that. And we, like we say every year, anyone who buys a ticket is a part of making the event happen. Like we don't, now we have like larger sponsors and people who, Mm -hmm. who, you know, buy space on the floor and Mm -hmm. things like that. But the first three years, if it wasn't the if nobody bought a ticket, the event wouldn't fucking happen. That was mm-hmm. it. That was the gamble that we took every year. And let me tell you about the anxiety. Yeah. Oh my God,
1: dude. I couldn't even Just imagine like,
5: oh man, we were like doing daily check, like how many tickets? How many more tickets do we have to sell to make sure that, like, well,
2: and then like on top that, of that, you gotta it make sure doesn't
5: bounce, like
2: <laughs> and like the content creators are gonna try and come too. Like, you got like, yes. scheduling all of that, too. It's just like
5: yeah, and so and so that's the physical event, right? And then on the other side, um, we have this charity marathon, and like we were talking about before, um, we started recording, but like the charity marathon started because Corey said, What if we did an event? And we were like, Yeah, cool. And then I said, <laughs> even more stupidly because i was like i could probably do this uh what if we a do a charity community. marathon um and little did i know that that statement would turn into like a job description title that ends <laughs> up uh, tagged into my goddamn <laughs> twitter profile right like i didn't start it uh, out being like i'll be a great charity director mm-hmm. it was more like well i'm the only person doing it so i guess that's my title i have um, some like you know? ideas like yeah like, i know what some cool guys guy to do yeah. So, so, you know, this is the first year for the charity marathon that putting it together didn't involve me personally DMing over. Well, I'll say I personally DMed over 70 content creators every year, almost. And then personally managing 42 conversations, because that's how many uh, blocks there are. Personally managed 42 DM conversations, gathering 42 different content creators, assets, getting 42 different content creators, I, permissions and, and getting them all into one discord channel and then getting them to coordinate. And I did that all by myself.
2: Let me tell you something too. As as a content creator, they are not very easy to get a hold of or like talk to. We're terrible at plan or like anything like that. It's awful. Um, it's it's really hard.
5: Yeah, and we've we've gone through so many iterations of trying to put the marathon together. the The most anxiety ridden time I had setting it up, I think, was year two when I was like, "Man, year one was a mess." So. What I'm gonna do is, and you're gonna laugh. I'm gonna get a hold of all these people way ahead of time, so that way they commit, and then they won't forget about it.
1: There's your first mistake. Did they forget? <laughs> Did they forget? Oops. Yeah.
5: Um. Yeah. No. That was that was my fault. Um. So we, we've we've learned stuff. you learn stuff on the way, right? Like exactly. You think that this might be a better way to do things. I mean, it's reason like
1: the thought process is reasonable. Like, well, if yeah. I tell them this, and then. But it doesn't you always work like the, that. You, you
5: have to you have to follow the idea to its conclusion point, right? Like I'm not like because what if that was the way to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's at this point it's obviously obviously wasn't, but like you know that was that was really stressful, but the the end result was just so powerful. Um, I I believe that if you want the world to be a better place or if you want to change people's minds, you you should absolutely be vocal. You have to talk about it. I have to say, if the point and you have to say, this is wrong, I don't like this, you know, whatever the fuck. In the same way, you if you can aid that conversation by taking action, right? I hated the fact that every time I would turn on the news and something bad would happen, um... One of the cycled arguments was video games make people awful. Video games make people do these terrible things. Um, and so I said, that's not true. I know it's not true. How can I prove it? Charity marathon. Um, you know, our hashtag is hashtag gaming does good. Um, that is because gaming does do good. It's not like a lie. It's not like fucking pretty. And we thought like, it'll trend. We thought <laughs> this is a true statement we're gonna make this our hashtag. Um, Because when people talk about the event, they will not be able to leave out this hashtag because it's ours. So it injects linguistically the conversation about gaming doing good things into every conversation about the event. Now, you know, the hope in the beginning was we will do this thing and everyone will be able to point to it every year. Every time someone says video games tear people apart, fuck people up and make them lonely, will be able to say, "Look at this gigantic community getting together and literally saving lives um, and they're all doing it because of video games um, It's a tremendous and irrefutable counterpoint because it is factual um yeah so i'm I'm very the thing that I am the most proud of that that we've done uh, with the charity marathon is we we have hopefully <laughs> given everyone in the gaming space one more opportunity every year to say, look at what we can do together. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and, you know, something looking forward, something that we have learned is there are a lot of charities that would love to operate in the online space, um, but they just kind of don't really know how to do it the right way. And it's the same hard way... to break
2: like into. Like, yeah. Like, yeah.
5: The same way that we didn't know how to do it the right way right? Like five mm-hmm. years ago. So, so one of the things that we kind of actively pursue at the company now is we try to find, co- uh, you know, eligible charities or interested charities that want to get into the space. And we, you know, we have meetings with them and we try to educate them into like a place mm-hmm. where they can make an informed decision about whether or not they should care about live streaming. Some charities really shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, not it's, every, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Not every, not every charity is it, like, not every charity is going to be in need of a gigantic charity marathon Mm -hmm. but you know um there's no reason that like let's say your local dog shelter is the most you care more about that than anything well that local dog shelter should probably know that they need to have like a paypal account set up (laughs) and like a few other things so that way anyone who comes in and like let's say that's where you found your dog and like you're a super famous streamer and now you want to make sure that like you pay for this you know uh, shelters uh, budget for the year yeah. you can do that but the charities have to know the right things to do mm-hmm. to to be lined up with that um so that's kind of one of the things that we're working on like on a larger scale right now
2: i mean i know for us uh, if i speak for all, all three of us like the gc extreme is huge for us like it's something that like we all all three of us totally look forward to every year we're so happy and, to have and like and before like every time before we go it's seriously like like i'm I don't get as nervous as I do before any other stream besides the GCX stream. I get I don't know why. I get so nervous because it's so awesome and <laughs> it's just a great way. It's just awesome and it's my favorite time of the year. Seriously, I mean it's so
1: awesome. You weren't there obviously after we finished our first one because it was just Rob Blue and I like no, in the I have voice never channel.
3: felt more like
1: <sighs> We were all just like, like wow, I ended the stream and we're just like
3: Jeez. Uh... What did we raise the first like what well,
1: like, Ninety two thousand or something like that, I think. And we were yeah, something like that. We were just like like yeah, we're just like, dudes making videos on the internet. <laughs> you it <know>? was <laughs>
2: that that was like the first time it hit me. It was like this is like a lot bigger than just like playing video games or something. Like it was just like I felt like I had like made like an impact on like just the world. It just felt like bigger than me for a second. It was really
4: cool.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah that's the, I mean that it's so awesome to hear I mean that's that's our goal like by design we want everyone to feel that way whether you're you're I mean like look last year is the first time I say it uh, I said it privately while we were talking with this is I mean I'll say it publicly like this this is the first year it really feels like that the event is so big that it isn't entirely in our control um mm-hmm. and not not like we don't make decisions about it or like <laughs> whatever the troll wants to say but like you know, this year when we were getting everyone involved in the charity marathon, I, you know, I simply like, I would ask people, we, we worked with bigger organizations, you know, bungees on the schedule, things like that. Um, but those conversations this year were really like, okay, you know, what can we do to help you? Oh, I've, I've watched enough of your charity streams. I, I really know what to do. Um, or, or like, we'll have like a 10 minute meeting to sort of clarify something. And then people will just show up fully prepared like 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 Mm deck to the teeth with like amazing incentives and for me like i used to have to like football that stuff every single person down the field right and i was lucky if there was like two or three people every day that were like oh no i got it don't worry about it Mm -hmm. and now it's just like people say yes and then i don't need your help i got it which is awesome Mm -hmm. um the the thing that i tell everybody in the dm because everybody always asks me questions and i'll say Look, I need your time, and the show is yours. It is your show; you run it the way you want. We have like best practices, but like I don't, I don't know how to tell someone else how to run their fucking stream. That's um, what's awesome about it. Like you're so you're not hands off, but
2: you're also just like you understand that like it's a streamer streaming because it, it's you're also a streamer, so you get it. Like you yeah. understand,
5: it's art, right? Like I'm like, like if 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 you have an artist in front of you and whatever their tool is to create art like you don't really need to do anything else you yeah. can just fucking sit there right well i um, think
2: like most charities like if chris if they saw christian talking really fast and they'd be like how is that going to make any money and then christian <laughs> just talks really fast and makes thirty thousand dollars because he talks really fast while he's reading yeah. the donations it's not like you didn't choke hold him and say no don't do that like just play yeah. the game like yeah yeah you know, it's no just, we
5: it's really cool we we really we really want It's a celebration of community and, and people choose to, um, people, people choose to be parts of these communities where they watch every day, right? Whether it's on YouTube, whether people are tuning in every day on YouTube or listening to a podcast, this relationship that, that we build with, with our viewers, it's a relationship based on trust. And that trust is why events like this are successful. Um, and so I've always felt like on the organizational side, it's very disingenuous for me to say, I trust you so much to be part of this event, but I'm going to micromanage your broadcast. Yeah. Um, you know, so other than, uh, other than like, uh, advising on milestones or saying any, like, uh, you know, like, uh, I think the first year we hit a million dollars, like we had a milestone. I was like, I really want to try everyone. Like, please put this number in front of people for every block. Um, you know, other than like really general guidelines, it always is always about, well, what do you think you can do? What's what does a great charity show look like for you? Um, because now that we especially now that we have this wonderful platform um for fundraising that we we built over all these years, uh every time we bring in new communities, it's a new group of, you know, potentially millions of fucking people mm-hmm. that have never heard about the good work that St. Jude does. Um, so it, it's it's got this this exponential spidering effect. Yeah. Um, and our long term goal is to have the gaming space provide ten percent of the annual budget necessary to operate Saint Jude, um, which is about hundred and twenty million dollars. Um but the gaming space is a hundred and fifty billion dollar a year yeah. industry. So there's money around and it's just mm-hmm. about empowering people. Um, and empowering developers and and challenging the way things have been done in the past, um, encouraging people to be involved with charity um, and we can get there mm-hmm. and the thing is, Saint Jude needs us to get there one of the one of the problems that they face is that Saint Jude is an older charity. they just celebrated their sixtieth year, and um you know, charities get old, but so do people mm-hmm. um and Unfortunately, when, when grandma and pop pop pass away, most of the time their support for St. Jude does as well. So it is imperative in my mind, not only that we reach out in the gaming space because it is relatively new, but it is also an age group that can, that is sizable enough and powerful enough and passionate enough to, to take up this, you know, uh, this challenge this need that St. Jude has for, you know, all of these funds to essentially get replaced um, as people age out of being able to donate. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why we have such a lofty goal. I don't believe that we are going to accomplish it ourselves, but I do believe that by saying it publicly over and over and over again, Hopefully <laughs> the people enough <laughs> well, people in the, the games, Yeah. Uh hopefully enough people in the gaming space will go, I want to support a charity, I'll do Saint Jude. Just mm-hmm. because like it's what we do, right? that's mm-hmm. um,
2: literally like well, what I how I think about it. Like it's just I support Saint Jude. Like that's just how it is, because that's what I've been streaming for, and it's just awesome. Like I I yeah. love
5: it. That's it's really, really great. Um, so yeah, that's our big <laughs> That's well, my big high-minded idea speech. Well, then speaking of which, why don't you briefly,
1: because I know a lot of people have heard that name, St. Jude's Sure. sure. or St. Jude. I believe they don't want the Pearl right? St.
5: Jude. It's St. Yeah. Jude.
1: Yeah. Um, St. Jude. A lot of people have heard the name, but not too many people are familiar with what exactly they do or what exactly yeah. all like a big question is always, okay, this money's going to St. Jude. What exactly is that money going to do? Sure. And um, Rob and I got to go to the campus, was that two or three years ago? And we got to first hand like see,
2: true. Really, seriously. we got
1: to but, see where the money was going. Mm-hmm, but yeah. everybody else who's donating doesn't necessarily get to see that. So right. um, if you could maybe enlighten some people.
5: Yeah. Um, so St. Jude Children's Research Hospital has, uh, was founded by Danny Thomas, who was like a mid-level actor back 60 years ago, he had some some moderate success in like a sitcom or something else. And he leveraged his connections with celebrities um, and, and, you know, wealthy people to build this hospital called St. Jude. And it's called St. Jude because St. Jude is the patron saint of lost causes. And when they founded the hospital, um, it was medically accepted. It was the medically accepted practice when a child got diagnosed with cancer to send that child home with their family and make them comfortable because there would be no cure. And there was no point in making that child miserable for the rest of its life, the rest of its short life. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny Thomas and like saying that now, even saying that like it's so gross. So Danny, Danny Thomas saw the way the things were and said, I don't like that. So he, he started a hospital and, and he, the hospital is, is it, it sounds like a dream. It sounds crazy. Um, but he founded this hospital. Some of the first donors are names of people, you know, uh, like Frank Sinatra. Um, you know, these people came together, um, and, and helped start this hospital where no family would ever receive a bill. They would receive the best care available um, and it would be a research hospital so that not only could they treat what is happening right now, they could discover cures in the future. Um, so I mean, and, and there are some other really amazing things. I mean, the, they, there was, you know, they have always treated, um, patients from all over the world, regardless of race, religion, um, uh, you know, creed country of origin, whatever, um, you know their fundamental belief is like these kids have cancer and they didn't do anything wrong. So we will accept them. We will accept their family. We will accept everyone because it is wrong that children are dying from cancer. Um, so you fast forward to now St. Jude. Um, <laughs> they do a lot. So I'll hit you with the tagline <laughs> first. And then I'm going to hit you with the things that I think are incredibly unique and important. Um, no family. No family ever receives a bill from St. Jude, if you were to get diagnosed with, if you had a child that was diagnosed with cancer tomorrow, the only thing that you would need to do would be to go see a doctor and have that doctor give a recommendation to go to, to, to send you to St. Jude. If you can't go to the doctor, they have a phone line that you can call and they will figure it out with you. Um, if, if you are diagnosed with one of the forms of cancer that they're studying because it is a research hospital, um, You and your family will be flown there from wherever you live in the world. You will be housed there for the duration of your treatment. You will receive uh, a continued education uh, that is focused on the curriculum that you were studying back at your school. Um, Your your parents will be assisted in finding jobs if they wish, or they can simply live with you and do the important work of loving a child who is going through a catastrophic disease Um, and all of this happens and nobody receives a bill. You get flown there for free. You get housed for free. You get treated for free. Um, and you get post care for free. That's something that they do. Like they follow up on all of their treatment protocols. There are people who are coming back to St. Jude that got treated 20 years ago. They're 40 years old, but they're, they're still following up. How is this person doing at 40 when they had this rare form of cancer at five? This is the kind of stuff that they do. Um, and it's not like free medicine. This is world class medicine. This is uh, Saint Jude operates twenty four hours a day. They have the best doctors that you that any hospital can afford uh, because these patients deserve the best treatment. Um, they're part of the global pandemic response network. They are one of six sites globally that handles um, any and it handles all of the information in this, this, this network around the world that is monitoring for pandemic emergence. Uh, um, I had, I've had the opportunity to talk to some of their doctors that work in, in that, the infectious disease department. Um, And, you know, they told me they, like, they have, like SARS, (laughs) like all that stuff, H1N1, every pandemic you've ever heard of, like growing up, they were part of the response. They were part of like, typing out the genome for it. They were type of, they're part of developing a vaccine. They're part, they're the clearing house for the flu vaccine every year. Um, like they, it is arguable that their work on the flu vaccine every year has saved more lives than their work on cancer because the flu is so pervasive and it kills so many people, uh, especially um, in countries that have really, really poor uh, medical infrastructure or no medical infrastructure at all. Um, They share all of their research for free. So it is a research hospital, which means that there are PhD students and there are people who have PhDs that are doctors that have been working there for a long time. Um, All of their medical research is published for free um, and is available out there for free for anyone to use. Um, All research inside the facility is shared. So everyone is working on the same stuff. Um, there's no like division well there's like division of labor but there's no uh one of the research scientists said it like this um if when they worked outside of St Jude everyone's uh research was under lock and key in a safe nobody locks up their research at St Jude um and they publish a paper on they publish a paper from the research hospital one one paper doctoral level paper every 11 hours wow. Um, That's crazy. And those, I mean, if if you're familiar with academia, like that, those takes two years to write one of those. Um, So uh, it is it's it is absolutely around the clock. Yeah, Uh, I learned very recently, like they have their own on-site immunology and uh, vaccine lab. So when you're treating a kid with cancer, their immune system will degrade. Obviously, you're hitting them with tons of chemotherapy. You're knocking out all their white blood cells, so they're very vulnerable to infection. And so on site, they have a, you know, they have this, uh, the facility that can manufacture these, these vaccines, these antibiotics, and they are literally giving custom medicine to these patients, custom antibiotics, custom vaccines, or whatever they need to design for the treatment protocol to manage these infections. This is the kind of medicine that the future is going to be like, and they are literally doing it right now. Um, if they were to, they're working on COVID nineteen right now. Obviously, they're part of the pandemic response network, right? Um, like, they have the ability to like get an idea, make a vaccine, test it out, all in house. Yeah. Fucking insane! Like, yeah. I mean, like There's it's not it's a lot of crazy. And this that. is, and this is, and this is one like this is this is a tiny aspect of everything. Like, I could That they go, do yeah, and I, I could go into. They're patient life specialists. Like everyone, like I said, your your education is continued. Someone at the hospital is going to contact your teachers back in your hometown, get your homework, prepare it for you, yeah. and teach it to you.
2: I, well, and um, it's like like you said, like it's it can be as grand as finding vaccines, and it can just be as small as like I think there's a story that like a patient really liked the way their grandma made macaroni and cheese. Yep. So the chef specifically like asked the grandma what she did to make the macaroni and cheese. So it's like it's from that grand thing of vaccine all the way down to something as small as a mac and cheese for one of the, yeah. the kid patients. It's it's really cool.
5: I uh, I'll share this because uh, we have a couple of videos we produced. I got a chance to talk to the, the head of the infectious disease department at St. Jude, Doctor Toruminen. I think nailed it. I apologize if I said your name <laughs> wrong. Um, He's a big viewer. Well, loves loves the podcast. She. Oh my um, ball! Oh, <laughs> Rob. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> uh, so she she was um, she was kind enough to talk to us. But I asked her. I said, "What? What? Um, w- as a doctor, what makes St. Jude special?" And and I was expect, like, uh, and she did talk about all of these these medical these incredible like man. She called it uh, Manhattan Project. Like it feels like you can do <laughs> anything here. <laughs> Um, you know, you're, you're, you're changing the world, uh, but you're doing all this. But the thing that she said was so special was sitting in the cafeteria with the patients that you're working for. You have this like, and, and that blew my mind. Like that, 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 you know, this incredibly accomplished, like, doctor the head of this department in one of the best hosp- research hospitals in the world and the thing that is special is is sitting down and eating with the patients Th- that is what makes saint jude special is yeah. that it is it is everyone everything is truly connected everything they is they care every little aspect from how it feels when you walk in to um you know, they have a giant, they have a, they have a, uh, they have a, a, they do proton beam therapy, which means they uh, accelerate a proton to 99% of the speed of light and then 3D print it into, you know, onto think we saw somebody's brain cancer. Yeah. Um, and, but it's scary. They had to put it three uh, stories underground. And so like, you're basically telling this scared kid to go into this yeah. cave and then go into a smaller cave and it's terrifying. <laughs> So Mm -hmm. what do they do? Well, they decorate the entire place like it's a jungle, like it's a like it is like it's a rainforest. And as Mm -hmm. these kids are walking down to get their therapy, the steps are playing music for them so that it's a calming experience. So that going down these steps, descending 30 feet into the ground, a horrifying experience for any young child is this like delightful, enjoyable moment so that they can receive the therapy that they need with you know without being riddled with stress Mm -hmm. and anxiety yeah
2: they try and give them some normalcy like too like they also just try and make them feel like a normal kid and that is like one of the most the coolest thing there too is every detail is not is looked at
5: you you've all you've all been there um and and so the first time i went i was like oh man this is gonna be depressing Mm -hmm. (laughs) um because and and there's definitely moments there where you like you see you know, uh, a three-year-old patient being wheeled around in a wed- red wagon, you know, without you know, hair, mm-hmm. and they're all wired up uh, to IVs, and that is heartbreaking. What is crazy about that moment to me is you see things like that, but you look at the parents, um, and in my childhood, like, my family had a lot of health problems. I know what it looks like when mom and dad... Are very worried about how they're going to pay for the thing that's going to maybe save your life, um, and that look does not exist there. These these parents are one hundred percent focused on their kids, and their kids' well being, and loving them. Instead and they're there in the of worrying, moment, yes, they're
4: they're there. doing
5: what they they're doing what every parent who has a child with cancer should be able to do, and that is take care of your kid. Um. Be there for them, hold them when they're sad, feed them, whatever, because it's a, it's a catastrophic thing that's happening to these families. But the parents walk around with hope on their face with, with, with this, this sense that I am in the best place in the world for this, for, for whatever is happening to me. And I, I believe that, that it can get better here. Um, and that's just not something that you are used to seeing in a hospital.
2: You can't put a dollar sign on that. Like, that's what yeah, I would say. No. You really can't. And that's like a dollar, two dollars, five anything. I don't care if we're not streaming and you click on the link below and you go and check the stream out. Give what you can. It Really. <laughs> the, the, the times I've been there are incredible. And it's awesome.
1: Yeah, it is. And that's the important thing about sharing stuff like that is I'm sure most people didn't know a quarter of that and much less not being, being able to hear more personal experiences and seeing it. You brought up earlier about, you know, like maybe somebody helping out, they got a dog from a local shelter and they want to help out their shelter. Mm-hmm. It can be so important too, to introduce people to charities and helping people in their community because they're able to see it firsthand.
5: So much.
1: And, and then that can translate into something else. Right. So that's why like there could be that disparity between somebody and St. Jude and it, maybe they don't quite f- have that same connection. But once they're able to see something like that impact somebody in their own life, they can realize they can do that, too, elsewhere without having to be there.
5: Yeah. That is. Yes. You get it. <laughs> you get it. Yes. I
1: mean, you guys are doing great stuff.
5: Huh. That is our pleasure and honor for sure. Uh,
2: truly. Like one of my dreams, like I was supposed to be like this big soccer person, but like I've always thought like being like a kids make a wish thing like was oh, like yeah. the most amazing thing that you could do. And, like, GCX, like, gives me a chance to, like, live out that dream. So, like, I thank you for, like, letting me be able, like, to do that. So, it's awesome.
4: Mm -hmm. You know
1: what else is awesome and a little less heavy? Sure. This ad read. And welcome back to the GG Over Easy podcast. Now, we've talked about all this uh, amazing charity work, the stream itself. Should also be noted that, like we mentioned, we, the Dream Team, have participated in it. And we will be participating in it this year as well. In fact, that's why this podcast is coming out at a bit of a weird date because we want to make sure it gets out in time for those that maybe don't know that we do this or didn't know about this could maybe tune in during our block or somebody else's block. Because how long is the stream going until?
5: What uh, it's going until Sunday next Sunday. So Sunday the twentieth, twenty first, Sunday the twenty first. Oh, I got to look at my phone. This is how you, the, that the sounds about Right, <laughs> Sunday the twenty first at noon so is, uh, at any point it will be over yeah. you could tune yeah, yeah. in help or
1: you know that doesn't even have to be the case if maybe this podcast has helped you do anything maybe it stirred you a little bit you know maybe that's not your calling maybe again like maybe something more local but being able to introduce maybe you have a kid that's interested or something or you want to tell your parents you're interested in doing something like this they can set up something more locally Or, after all this, you can even give to St. Jude. It doesn't have to be during the charity event. However, if you are interested or just want to tune in, we will be on live on the GCX stream on June 19th, which is Friday, which might not make sense if you're listening to this later, but June 19th (laughs) is a Friday. And we'll be doing it from noon to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that's 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. GMT. I don't actually know what that stands for.
3: Well, we'll have it on the screen. For yeah, I think <laughs> that's
1: somewhere in Europe, I think. Yeah, I think um, it's like... Yeah. So if you want to tune in, that's when you'll be able to do that. We'll be doing some fun stuff. We'll be having fun. We'll have our own incentives. So feel free to tune into that. If you're so inclined, we'd appreciate that. And with that, I believe we have some Patreon questions.
2: We do. Uh, this question is from uh, Sir Champ. Uh, he says, I'm in the early stages of organizing a fundraising event for multiple uh, uh, multiple sclerosis in my local area. I was wondering if your multiple uh, multiple positive experiences with fundraising. If you had any tips of raising awareness to my event, so that we can expect to raise a considerable amount for the cause. Also, thanks for everything that you guys are doing. Can't wait for the GCX stream. Um, I think the best way to raise awareness is just going through your local community, kind of just finding way. Like if there's like a local, every like local community has a Facebook, and you can find it somewhere, I'm sure, and just post it on there is what I would do.
3: I uh, use the use either. the internet to your advantage. I mean, yeah. everyone is connected nowadays, and that's a one of the great blessings of being interconnected. Is you have bigger reach to everyone, so don't be afraid to reach out to everybody. Like, I mean, that's how that's how that's how everything great starts, right? You just reach out, and, and everyone's like, back that, back. "That sounds tight." And then next thing you know, you have GCX, and you're running a charity. <laughs> yeah, that is very <laughs> true.
1: Okay. It can be as simple as door to door, because the other thing too is you don't want to. It kind of sounds like you're you're wanting and expecting it to po- possibly be this grandiose thing that kind of explodes, and it might not be. And so, just in case it isn't, you shouldn't be disappointed. Anything is better than nothing. And it's so, okay. just like think about you know Broman's stories he shared, it didn't start as big as it is now. It has to start somewhere. So maybe you do a the fundraiser this go around, and you get X amount of interest. Well, next year you'll have that X amount of interest and more. Word of mouth will spread. You'll be able to. You'll learn from your experiences, like Broman said. And so, no matter how big the event is, one, the fact that you're doing it is a success. No matter what you raise, is more than they were going to have. So, just take the wins where you can get them. Acknowledge that you're doing a great thing, and just do your best.
5: Yeah, I completely <laughs> agree with everything that was just said. But yeah, my, that was all I was going to really say. Was just. Manage your expectations and understand that the the act of trying to do good is good in itself. Do your best. Right. So um, and that that means, you know, and that the reason I like to say that is because it makes your result the same regardless of your outcome. If you, you know, if you crush it and it blows up, awesome. If it doesn't, you still did the best that you could and you can learn, you can move forward. I hope that I've done a good job explaining all of the ways that we've fucked up uh, <laughs> planning things along the way. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to try new things. And, and remember that just because you are trying to do good, you're, you're, on the, you're going the right direction. You should be proud of yourself for that at the end of the day, uh, no matter what the monetary outcome is. Well said. Uh,
2: next question is from Jelly. Uh, Blue, we'll start with you. Uh, what food do you hate and never stu- un- understood why other people enjoy it? So you're gatekeeping food now. Oh, man.
1: That's I difficult. so
3: many. Okay, what food do I like that other people don't enjoy? No, 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 no. Other, other, other way, way around. around. That you oh, hate that I other hate.
2: people enjoy.
3: Oh, that would have been – the inverse would have been nice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I hate, bro. Okay, I can someone else answer because I have to really right. think about this because I, I okay this is like a really deep topic and I there's a lot of people <laughs> taking it game, very but... seriously. This is probably the yeah. deepest conversation
2: we've had this whole okay <laughs> crap about food. Um, I I, mean,
1: I, I can go. C- I can rapid fire. I can just name a few. I I mentioned coffee, um, nuts <laughs> and onions. Those three I oh, I, I feel nuts. like I get, I get the biggest pushback on. Understandably so. I don't like any of them. Nope, I, I didn't don't
2: get oh. so much flavor, like I onion need is onion.
3: you you eat onion whether you know it or I, not. Mr.
1: I know <laughs> I know, and I know what onion can do, but the thing is if if it's big enough to where I know I'm eating onion,
2: okay, Oh like that's it's a, like a dice even just
1: like little little chunks mm, nope, no, really. take it off I guess that's fair, and cheese I... on burgers. No. Nope.
3: Wait, what?
1: Yeah, You're and weird, I've got You're some hot weird.
3: takes You're on food, weird. man. I've got you some weird, dude. You're I know. Me.
5: Um, okay. Uh, pickles. Okay. I, pickles. I, I, see,
2: I'm I'm halfway. I like like a good crunchy pickle, but if it's like a thin bullshit like McDonald's McDouble pickle, ew. I, I hate smell a pic- I
5: start smelling pickles, and I just want to puke. Just really? Puke. <laughs> uh Nothing about pickles do. It I'm working you. on. I'm working on trying to be able to eat them because they're supposed to be really good for you, and they're a great uh, ingredient. And yeah. I've done better. I've been eating some pickles lately, but mm-hmm. it's still. <laughs> and Amy loves tolerance. to cook, so oh yeah, so like I can't really be like that. And that class of ingredient is just out. If everything <laughs> yeah. she's like everything pickled and i was like yeah she goes mm, i don't fucking think so uh <laughs> so you saddled and you ate pickle <laughs> no yeah well she, she started making a shit with me yeah. She sneak it in there
2: yeah
5: and then she goes she, and, and then how, she, at, she gave me how is it did you like it <laughs> and then you're like, did you did enjoy you that <laughs> um and uh-huh. like, yeah i did she goes you just ate pickles
1: <laughs> oh no i've been played yeah <laughs> uh
2: i guess mine mine are like the bait like that like broccoli cauliflower like those kind of brussels sprouts yeah, I, I feel like it.
1: a lot of people more so would agree you know? a lot of people well, yeah, are that's what I, on vegetables uh,
2: i guess that i get i said steak i don't like roman's gonna hang me for this one i don't i don't get it i don't oh I don't.
3: we actually I had this conversation
2: yeah last podcast yeah that like like everybody loves steak and like i Like when we go to Guardian Con, everybody says go to Charlie's, and you're gonna crucify me for this. I don't order the chicken, but like I think a Charlie, (laughs) like it just is a steak. Like I don't, I get it. I just, I don't like
5: steak. I get it. It's tough to eat.
2: No, I I don't like. I just don't think it's as good as everybody makes it. I I don't get why it's eighty dollars. Like why am I paying (laughs) ninety five dollars for a steak that's like it's good? Like it's a steak, but I just don't get it. That's my. That's probably mine. Is steak. I. I don't get it.
5: You no, know, yeah, I'm like uh, not. <laughs> I mean, like, I like steak, but I understand why people don't like it.
2: Don't get me wrong; I'm not going to be like butt wiping and order chicken when I'm at a nah. steakhouse. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that.
1: I really want to uh, try elk, though. I've been told that apparently elk is just like what, a did different Joe tell you level. That? I've heard it on Joe and other places. <laughs> like, apparently elk is just something jerky. magical. I've had
2: elk. I've had like elk jer- elf, elk jerky hmm. before, but never i'm gonna before, go like, get my
1: compound bow dude and no, i'm just gonna go out you're oh, uh, gonna, you gonna, gonna go my... run
2: some hills first bud <laughs> we'll do uh we'll do one last question uh from okay. ethan stevenson uh my, oh, my answer yeah, that's my, right. my, yes, my answer that's
3: was right. papaya by the way papaya i don't know if anyone I, I feel like i always maybe it's just because of where i come from but everyone always talks about how much they love papaya and papaya is literally the most disgusting, rancid thing I will have ever eaten Wait, in my life.
2: What's the one where you guys like fry um, like a banana? Like I, my grandparents, that one. Uh, and it's I, my my family loves the fried banana, like with the yeah, the dish. Ugh, like
3: really, is, I, don't, does, I don't, get
2: that one. Well, a fried plátano. Like, uh,
3: yeah, <laughs> I mean, to each their own. I, I, I mean, in the same way that everyone in my family loves papaya, they. Uh-huh would snort papaya through their nose if they could. And I cannot do that. I literally throw up at the smell of papaya. I can't do it. So I'm sorry if I've ever let anyone down, but I hate papaya. That is the worst. I don't even know what they look like. Um, Don't talk to me. They look delicious. They don't smell delicious. I'll put you on the spot again here uh,
2: because you love these kind of questions. uh, And then you'll eventually pass it on. Uh, What is your favorite musical artist who's made music this century, says Ethan Stevenson. Yeah, pretty like out there question.
3: Well, this I'm this, screwed. Yeah, this century.
0: Like this century
2: would be 2000, right? Like, am I am I thinking that correct? So
3: like, oh, like formed in. All. So like formed this century or made music in general this century. Like I what? would just say 2000
1: well, beyond.
2: Yes, I'll just say like 2000 and. So
3: beyond. like the band has to like their first release had to have been post 2000, right? Yes. <sighs> That's an impossible question. And or you... I get. <laughs> M F Doom, I guess, would be mine. Like, he came or, out with stuff before 2000. In the good. 90s,
2: yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, when was... Uh,
5: man, fuck.
3: This is an impossible question. <laughs> yeah, most the of the stuff Dragon I listen Dragon. to is... <laughs> Imagine Dragons the greatest band of all time. <laughs> ah,
5: of I had uh, to Google some shit. You got one? <laughs> uh, Christian me?
2: doesn't have any. He doesn't... He doesn't Everything
1: listen I listen to is pre two thousand.
2: Everything you listen to is like pre nineteen
3: twenty. Like
1: it's not true. Only some. I have
3: a couple of answers.
1: I, I honestly couldn't I have even to tell you. I down. I'll just throw out four years strong. It's the only one I can think of. Who? Four years strong. I don't
4: know what that is.
2: I got to well, open up my that. Spotify. I got bangers. Let me open these
1: things. Uh,
4: spot okay. yeah
2: uh that's all i, got I can tell you it. i don't like that i listed that list is easy
3: <laughs> okay uh, yeah I, I think i've i think i have a proper answer here uh i mean it's between two artists honestly it's between uh which is like my favorite band the avalanches oh, and okay. and kendrick i okay. between those two
2: those are good picks oh uh, fuck i would I don't think Jay Dilla released anything pre-2000, nine so maybe Jay Dilla. Um, uh, and if we're going, like, band, oh, God, a band. <sighs> See, part of me wants to go to, like, my old emo state. Like, I love Slipknot and Korn and, like, all those kind of bands. And, yeah. like, I still listen to them to the, this day. And I always kind of, like, forget to mention those kinds of, kinds I'm of bands. I'm pretty sure
1: Slipknot and Korn had some stuff in the 90s, though. At least corn, I believe.
2: Iowa, Iowa was. I think Iowa came out in like ninety nine. I think so. Yeah, you may be right. Thanks, fact checker guy over there in the corner.
1: Uh, <laughs>
5: that's me.
2: The needle drop.
5: Man, I'm trying to. Sorry, I'm googling everything, and then now I have to make a decision. <laughs> right fucking, now,
2: please. this is fucking
5: horse shit. Ethan Stevenson demands it. Ah, uh, poor <laughs> Ethan. Man, it's tough. Like you said, Kendrick. I feel like kendrick or chance the rapper or and everyone's light me up for this one but i mean like if you want to talk fuck shit well i mean like then shit fuck no <laughs> damn it no fuck, it's impossible this is this it's is the my, that's my question on beautiful. the
3: criteria that's right. my yeah,
1: favorite band. Right?
3: yeah i um, love it. because then
5: oh, <laughs> no, no 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 because like then i'm thinking about like okay well if we're talking about like people who transform the music space like fundamentally like kanye you gotta you gotta bring up like t-pain
3: like auto soon you okay absolutely how are how underrated okay maybe you could have an opinion on t-pain's music but like you
5: hear t-pain everywhere now people do not not realize yes how much of the mid to late 2000s he wrote for them like absolutely absolutely. like you know that someone is transformational when jay-z comes out and writes a song about how Tune is dead making fun of you okay yeah (laughs) Yeah. like okay like uh, t-pain like i I, you know t-pain i think for me uh because like one he's an awesome gamer um, and two he's a really nice guy yep um and three, like I mean, he really did a lot of stuff to sort of change the space around him a lot. He introduced yeah. a lot of new sounds and 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 introduced a lot of people um to his music and, and went on to do even more. So I'll probably go with T Pain because I'm a huge uh, T Pain fan. I have
2: respect for that pick. I'm
5: I, I really do respect that.
3: Yeah
1: somehow you made That's... that
5: deep that's how we got there well i don't know man Uh, because i was gonna (laughs) say one thing and then i was like well if i'm gonna talk about impact well then maybe and then i was "Yeah." so we ended up at t-pain
1: i wish i could remember their names i think there's like a documentary on them but it's like two or three guys i want to say it's like two swedish guys or something that that essentially have um contributed to like 90 literally 90 percent of every top chart song we've had in the past like 20 years
5: Oh, wow. They've helped write
1: or or beats. Yeah, like they literally work behind everyone. Like if you've heard a number one song, odds are they worked on it somehow. Mm -hmm. I I forget. There's like a whole documentary about it. I'm going to have to watch it again. Well, they must
2: work on this podcast because this podcast (laughs) is
1: probably one
2: of the best. But unfortunately, we have to end it. no so would like to just wrap it up and tell people where they can find you on the internet sure. um where can people find you on the set internet i'm
5: i'm, I'm professor broman everywhere on the internet um but more importantly to me right now i would love for you to go to twitch.tv slash gcx event or uh if this is if you're listening to this more than a week in the future if you could just follow us at gcx event on twitter so you can stay informed um, uh, for all of the fundraising efforts that we're going to be doing uh, every single year, and you'll have you know another spot on your feed that you can point to where you can be like, look at all the good gaming does. That's great. That's nice little positive moments. That's that's what I would like. That's the most important thing for me. And I also would like to say thank you to all three of you for having me on today and for your uh, you know letting me talk about some you know serious shit. For sure. <laughs> hey, it was really awesome to hear, and I
1: mean. It was inspirational, motivational to me, and sure I needed it. Yeah, I, I, I I learned was...
3: I learned so much, and I mean, I think that's what we really wanted bringing you on is for people Absolutely. to really learn about not just about how important it is, but all the intricacies of what goes into GCX and what goes into St. Jude, and I mean, it's really important stuff for people to hear. Thank you. I agree.:
1: And it's if they're really watching, important. I mean, they got some eye candy, so
2: yes.)
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you Blue? You guys can find me everywhere at blue Westlow, but also don't go to my page, go uh, watch the GCX stream, which is going on right now. People are raising money. So you can find like, me at you can find <laughs> me there.
2: slash GCX. Uh, <laughs> is that what it is?
1: GCX twitch event.
2: GCX there you go. event. Yeah. There you, G-CX go. That's X where event. you can find me twitch.tv slash GCX
1: event. And you can find us here on this podcast next week. Thank you very much for listening or watching. We appreciate you all. Have yourselves a fantastic week. Bye.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now...